Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey, Wiley, Brandon, Deutsch, Jake Dicker, crew, I would ask how we're doing, but this has been a very eventful Monday for us, so we're going to skip the pleasantries and get right down to it. Jihei, without any further ado, let's get to the rundown brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Hit it, Jihei. <laughs> to the athletic Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets are at an impasse about the star's future and stagnant talks could clear the way for um, Irving to consider the open marketplace with the Lakers, Clippers, and possibly the New York Knicks being the top suitors. What are you guys' thoughts on this and the possibility of Kyrie Irving being in L.A. next season? This is why I love the offseason. I love the NBA offseason because crazy things can happen, rumors, sources. Uh, this will really be our, our lifeblood over the next couple of months here. Uh, listen, I do like this for the Lakers. Why do I like it for the Lakers? Russell Westbrook has been a train wreck, and so if there's if there's a way that you can at least move him to get a potential superstar player, you have to do that. Of course, it wouldn't be a, a clean one-for-one trade. Uh, there's no uh, chance that that happens, so it would be, you know, maybe Russell Westbrook, a uh, you know, a first-round pick or two, perhaps two first-round picks, THT. But if you can get Kyrie, and it looks like we're kind of past the vaccine mandate things like that if you can get a committed Kyrie a big if if you can get Kyrie you are talking about a potential top 10 top 15 player in the league you add that with what the Lakers have I do think you have the makings for a a team that has the potential to be a championship contender. I know Brandon Deutsch is not going to agree with me, but the last time, the last time a team not in the top 11 defensively won, it was Kyrie, it was LeBron. So could, could potentially, Brandon, if Kyrie came to the Lakers, could they be a championship contending team? I mean, it's 100% possibility. I just think it's like, the difference between a Beal and a Kyrie, like Beal fits so much better. And look, this is assuming that either of those guys are attainable. Uh, Washington probably listens to other offers. Although I, I don't know why I would love the 2027 and 2029 Lakers first rounders. Those are probably going to be very good selections. The reason that those are so like, like if you're trying to rebuild the Lakers first round draft picks, if you believe that Rob Plink has no idea what he's doing, if you believe the Lakers are a disaster, those are gold. Look at New Orleans right now. That first round pick already two years after the, the uh, trade is now what, or 
three years after the trade, but two years post a, a championship, it's a lottery pick. You're talking about two really good, potentially well, high draft picks. I think what's happening around the league, too, is why those picks are less valuable than many would think is because even when LeBron retires, the Lakers remain the top free agent place for everybody to go, regardless of who's in charge. All right, so the, the pushback Lakers. that I would have, and I still can't believe they went through this time period, but you know, that 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 six years where they were one of the worst teams in the league, and you can say maybe guys didn't want to play with, with Kobe, but the Lakers were going after LaMarcus Aldridge. They're going after Carmelo. I mean, they could not sign a superstar. The reason that they gift wrap this franchise to LeBron, like, okay, Clutch Sports help us out because we cannot recruit anybody to come here. Well, that Clutch Sports connection is going to live after LeBron retires. I don't think the Lakers will ever struggle to get free agents again. I do think that it's a it's a bad position in 27 when AD is probably 34 years old, right? And you got no LeBron. You probably have no whoever they have, Westbrook, Kyrie, obviously. And you have a bunch of young guys who were second rounders probably. Yeah. So the team is not an attractive destination, especially if Davis continues to deal with health issues. They, so, I mean, it's, these are attractive picks. They could be good, but the Kyrie situation, and Jake brought up a good point a couple minutes ago where they could still have a top 10 defense, even with Kyrie, they could hide him defensively because it's not like Westbrook's going to play defense either, especially if Ham gets on Kyrie about, you know, effort and what he can do, what he can bring offensively. I mean, we're talking about a team that could finish top five in offensive rating as well, like that Cleveland team did when LeBron and Kyrie were on the same team. This would obviously be a lethal attack. They can pick up a Hassan Whiteside, a couple three and D wings like Daniel House, maybe a Thad Young. Uh, if they do get Kyrie, Monk is not coming back. I, I mean, it's just, they, they play very similarly. Obviously, Kyrie's much better, but they're both scorers, you know, score first type of guards. So that would be out of the question. They'd need to improve on the defensive end. It's possible, but this is really the offseason of Rob Palenka. We've been talking a lot about this. I don't know if he will give too much in a Kyrie Irving trade. I know LeBron probably wants Kyrie over a Beal, but Beal would be the picture-perfect fit with LeBron. If there's if there's any way you can convince the Wizards to take on Westbrook for one year, even if we pay half of that, um, and you you know at least $10 million of that to get Kyrie and you know average it out, or not Kyrie, uh, for Beal if he signs a Supermax extension or the Max extension. Um, I don't know, but Beal, it's interesting because you never hear a player that says the day, like a couple week, weeks or days before free agency, I've made my decision, I'm not talking about it. If you were to like sign long-term with the Wizards, don't you think he'd be pretty upfront about it, like what Wiggins was doing? I mean, Beal is obviously unhappy in Washington. They're not providing a winner behind him. Porzingis can't stay healthy to save his life. Kuzma's not going to win you a title. Trade Beal for the best option. I don't care to who, whether it's Tyler Hero, but then again, the Lakers picks in 27 and 29 are attractive because then you'll have to pay Hero next offseason, right? Because he'll have that rookie max extension that he probably deserves. So this is, can they get a trade partner for Beal that, will they, well, they'll get maybe a 24 first rounder or 23 first rounder because the Lakers, that's the only knock against them. They don't have any of those first. Those are all in New Orleans so or Washington. So, look, the Lakers are in a tough position, but it's Kyrie is more attainable, in my opinion, than Beal. So maybe that is the option. And look, Jake's right. They could definitely possibly win a championship with Kyrie. But I think the difference between Kyrie and Beal, Beal's better than the Warriors. You know, Beal on the Lakers makes that team better than the Warriors, better than the Mavericks, better than the Nuggets and Clippers. If Kyrie comes to the Lakers, I don't know if it makes him better than those five teams. And that's a hot take, I know, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think the only Beal is the ideal situation for the Lakers, but I do think the issue, as you said, is the timing of those picks. I think the Wizards want to be well into their rebuild and in contention in 2027, 2029, opposed to you know starting it again with those top picks. If they want to use those picks as draft capital to uh, to trade for a superstar before then, that's another thing they could do. But in terms of Kyrie, I think Kyrie, I think Kyrie be a great fit with the Lakers if you can get a committed Kyrie, like you said, Rosh. That's the big thing with Kyrie is. He's taken these leaves of absence from the league for, you know, not knocking the reasons he's done them for, respect them, whatever. But in terms of winning, you want your superstars available on the floor, especially if you're going to give up, you know, assets. And when you don't have a ton of them moving forward, you know, last year, Kyrie played a career high in minutes, but he also averaged a career high in port or tied a career high in points, uh, 27.4 points a game. You could look at that two ways. A, he had more rest than the rest of the league because he was only playing in home games. Or B, the guy didn't have the time to get into the rhythm of a season and he was showing up once every three days and putting up career high numbers depends how you want to look at it um if you can get a committed Kyrie Irving I think him LeBron AD is is one of the I mean put some at the top of the league if they if they can build the right pieces around them a three and D two like a KCP-esque a defensive-minded center um I think that could do you know put them back at the top of the Western Conference and get them back into this title conversation that they desperately want to be in um so I definitely don't hate the idea of a Kyrie trade if you don't give up too much. I mean, I guess that's the deal with every trade if you, if you can get him for the right price. Mm-hmm. But that's that's where I'm at on on Kyrie. I mean, I th- I think personally for he's too much of a headache. I think e- even with the production on the court, it's just I think it's just too much. But no offense, anything's better than Westbrook. Like anything is better. So I mean, he'd be a good and he'd be a good fit actually on the court, obviously with LeBron and with uh, with AD and stuff. So I I think that it would be a good fit. It's just. Do you really want that headache on the court? Do you want that headache off the court? Do you want- it's the off the court headache, and I think you put up with it if you are a successful team. Because I think a lot of the issues with Kyrie is, um, and again, you don't want to knock why he does the things that he does. But if, if you're winning, I think you can get past that. I, I think if you're winning, if he's with LeBron, and they both talked about it, they both talked about learning how appreciative they were of the time that they had together. Because at the end of the run, Kyrie wanted to leave. He wanted to do his own thing. LeBron was like, listen, if this guy won't... But you have to remember, when Kyrie and LeBron teamed up for that championship in Cleveland, that was the moment that I said Kyrie is one of the best players of all time. I mean, he deserved to be on the top 75 team just off that finals uh, run. And, and, and so if he's in Los Angeles and he's motivated and he wants to prove, listen, I mean, by the way, this trade would enable two guys to team up with two players that they've had their most success in their careers with. I mean, let's not, I mean, we're we're talking about this from the perspective of the Lakers. Katie and Russ, what an amazing story that would be. And I don't know where those guys are at in terms of their lives and their careers in terms of like, uh, you know, I know, I know, I know. Russell didn't appreciate when KD left, but you know th- those guys teamed up again, and LeBron and Kyrie t- teamed up again. I think it would be fantastic. But GA, you brought up a great point. Like anything is better than what they have with Russell Westbrook. I think the bar is so low that even some beat reporters who have covered the Lakers and who have been around that team said they would rather the Lakers just tell Russ to stay home to cut Russ. I mean, that that's how bad things are. So if you could put yourself in a position 
to, to make a trade for someone who is at the at the best when they are committed still could be a potential top 10 player you i think you have to make that move yeah i i mean they, they have to make some kind of move this is going to be the move then you know i guess kudos for the for the lakers but i just it would just be too much of a headache, in my personal opinion, to to take that all off. But the hand press conference was the first time that I really showed me, like, wow, like they are actually, for the time being, and maybe it's just a public front. I mean, they are committed to running this thing back. And listen, if the Rams want to run it back, that's great. They just won a championship. I want to run that back. I do not want to run that nightmare of a season back with the Lakers. And again, you're hoping that they stay healthy. But even if they're healthy, and even with the new coach, I don't want to see this. I mean, this the the pieces of this puzzle don't fit and so like like i have no idea if Kyrie's gonna fit but it's gotta be better than what's happening right now yeah like like i said before anything is better than what's going on right now in that lakers organization well we talked about the odds uh for next season on friday if Kyrie got traded to the lakers or to the clippers how would that change the odds yeah, so uh, we'll go. Uh, we'll check back with the odds at Circus Sports right now. The Golden State Warriors at plus five fifty, the Nets at plus six hundred, the Celtics plus six hundred, the Clippers at plus seven hundred, Bucks, Suns, Heat, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Sixers, Nuggets, and all the way down to plus two thousand. That's twenty to one. Is the Lakers? And again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, you ha- you have two of the potential top uh, ten players in the league, top five if they're at the height of their game. You got to take those odds. I mean, again, I know people are down on the Lakers, but for for them to come back this upcoming season with two of the best players in the league and the potential to maybe make a move for a third guy, and I'm not saying it's going to be Westbrook, 20 to 1 odds. Again, if the Lakers make this trade, they move up into that plus 700, I think. Them and the Clippers are like right there. 100%. That's why you got to take these odds while they're there. You know, the... The look, it's more likely that Westbrook stays on the roster to start the season than anything else, right? But if there's any chance that Kyrie is going to come to the Lakers or Bradley Beal is going to come to the Lakers, right? Or anybody for that Westbrook, if Westbrook's off the team, their odds accelerate, right? And Vegas will be paying attention to that, especially if they hear rumors. Because they have inside guys that kind of predict those things. Remember, we were saying a couple months ago, Arash was bringing up, oh, the Clippers are like favored to get Kyrie. And everyone's like, what? And now it's like, well, uh, it's coming to fruition, right? So it's going to be interesting. I would I would place that money. I mean, you don't have to place a lot. Will they probably win the championship next year? No. But like, I mean, if it's 2,000, what is it? Plus 2,000? Take it. Drop 100 on that, you know? I don't, I don't think that... Regardless of what the Lakers offseason looks like, the roster's got to improve in some capacity. I don't yeah. think that I don't think on opening night when they tip off they'll be they'll close at plus two thousand to win the yeah. title. They'll definitely um, I think it's the best number you're gonna get. So if I mean I think if they trade for Kyrie or they make a splash, they could shoot right up to the top of this list. Um, if you're planning on I mean if you take a Lakers future every year just because why not? Um, something to ride with the entire year, now's definitely the time to yeah. do it. Gee, the, the thing about the Clippers is would you even and I I know the answer to this question, but you know, if you have the possibility of bringing Kyrie, and again, Kyrie had his had his most success when Tyloo was his coach in Cleveland. Um, would you even think about packaging a collection of players for Kyrie? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. And that's coming from somebody that lives, eats, and breathes, and dies with Duke. Uh, absolutely not. Um, you know, there, there's no need. Where is it going to fit? 
Where's he gonna fit on this squad? There's no no room on that roster for him. And he's a starter. He's a star. He's not somebody that's gonna come off the bench. No, so, no. Like, you're, you're, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you, there's yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, the collection no of players them. would include like, I mean, he would be the starting point guard of the team for sure. But it would be like, it would be Jackson. It would be um, what would it be? It would be, it would be a collection of players. I don't think they that, can. No. I mean, they look. could, but they're not gonna make that 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 I, trade. But <sighs> according to Shams, they have that ability to package three or four guys. Now, you know, would Boston, you? I don't, exactly. I, I don't think I like you Boston's should. upside, too. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're looking long-term past exactly. the Kawhi George days. I think Boston Jr. is going to be a very good player. I think a couple of those guys. I even like Jay Scrub, who played in the G League. Like They got they got depth. Why would you risk that for Kyrie, no, yeah. who it doesn't play defense, doesn't fit with the pro? I know Ty Lue, you got the Ty mm-hmm. Lue-Kyrie connection, but it's not like you're going to get LeBron on that team, The right? Kawhi dynamic with, uh, with Kyrie would be weird, because I mean, this is Kawhi's team and they're very secretive and they don't really take out they don't leak stories they don't go to the public and Kyrie is the opposite obviously and you know you know Shams broke the story of why Kyrie didn't want the season to resume in the bubble he was uh he, he talked about why he didn't want to get the vaccine and all that and so I mean Ky- 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 like if it's Kyrie or Kyrie's camp they leak stuff, and that would yeah. not fit with. Look, this if the Clippers got Kyrie, it'd sell tickets, but that's really all it would do. They're but they're already going to sell yeah, tickets, I think right? They're fine so, with that at this point. And not only that, I mean, Bomber has the money, but his luxury tax bill would go up a ton. So just, just to let you guys know, Bomber doesn't care about that luxury tax. He will yeah. pay it. He I does know, not just, care. Okay, so this is more about Lawrence Frank, then, right? Like he's not going to make this move. He's not going to get screwed over by, by the Nets. Like there's only a couple GMs that could get that could lose in this trade you know and i won't say names but there's a few and it's not lawrence frank or jerry west or any of those executives on the clippers the knicks could get screwed over but i don't think they have the packages to get Kyrie. um and the lakers we'll see if rob palenka really puts his foot down and is like i'm not giving you more than a future first like i wouldn't even include a future first for Kyrie. i would give westbrook and tht maybe none but like i mean put your foot down we're not taking Kyrie unless blah 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 you know and you work your way down like you're in it like you're in business meeting if you end up having to give up a protected first it's better than an unprotected first because he saw what happened this year when they thought they'd be competing in new orleans a contending team got the eighth overall pick in this year's draft and will only make them better and the lakers chances worse since they're going to be competing for that seven eight spot maybe six if they get lucky yeah i mean in terms of the clippers paul george and Kawhi leonard are two very go about your business get the job done get in the gym get out of the gym repeat type of guys i I don't think bringing in Kyrie, regardless of how he fits on the basketball court itself is is worth that that culture shakeup that that's going to happen it's going to bring i mean there's no drama when it comes to the clippers it is they show up they play the game and 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 they leave regardless of the outcome um you don't there's not a lot of you don't see first take talking about the clippers every day they find a way to you know relate to the lakers because the lakers are drama this drama that um um, but i just i just don't think i don't think it makes sense from a clippers perspective um you mentioned the knicks i don't think the knicks have the trade package to get it done i think the knicks if no one wants julius randall they're not getting rid of rj barrett um i think the knicks could make a splash move up in this draft um and take you know a Jaden ivy type guy there um that's not 
that's the direction they want to go. And I don't think that packaging, you know, a bunch of average and, and a couple picks for Kyrie is really their best option. No, no I definitely 100% agree. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, so I'm just going to do one more. FIFA announced Los Angeles will be one of the 16 North American cities that will host matches for the 2026 World Cup with 11 venues chosen in the U.S., three in Mexico and two in Canada. The 2026 World Cup will be the first tournament hosted by three nations and also the first that will expand to to 48 teams in the competition. What is the significance, guys, of the World Cup being held at SoFi Stadium? It's massive. I mean, you're talking about Los Angeles being the center of the sports world. We just hosted the Super Bowl, which was won by the Rams. Um, The upcoming college football championship game will be here. Now we got the World Cup coming in 2026, the Summer Olympics in 2028. It's exciting. So I don't know how many games we'll get at SoFi. uh, If if we get the uh, final but fantastic again like we're gonna be the home of the summer olympics the world cup the super bowl this is fantastic yeah i mean i think it's great that we're getting the world cup i thought i thought they were gonna give us some games at the rose bowl just sure. for the historical context but from, from what i've heard they want to stay as close to the la market and the airport for everyone coming in stuff like that and not trying to travel too far away um but i think it's great i think that you know so far we saw all the events that are going to be held there before it opened and we just got the super bowl which is great um big concerts final four that kind of stuff the world cup's just another 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 thing to add yeah no i mean this is an exciting time when you talk about all these events coming to los angeles and las vegas again we're not that far from our friends in hawaii so exciting times for sure here in the region okay let's leave it there for now when we come back we'll be joined by our good friend usc quarterback matt leinert when we return right here on the mightier 1090 espn radio in southern california the fan in las vegas and the hawaii sports radio network We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We are now joined by my old college friend, USC <laughs> legend, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, Matt Leinard. Matt, how are you? Arash, what's up, my guy? You said old man. No. I'm, turning, I'm, turning thir- I'm, I'm turning 39 this week, dude. You're so, in yeah, your 30s still. Very old. No, well, listen, you are in your 30s. You are still young, and here's why. 
you are part of something that you need to explain to us. Well, when I say us, me as like an older gentleman, this new crazy <laughs> world of college sports. Right now, it's college football. Matt, let's just start right. there. I mean, I just saw a UT player signed an endorsement deal with a Lamborghini dealership. I mean, I'm trying to think about back when we were in school, the kind of stuff you and Reggie would have done in Los Angeles as the because again we did not have the NFL uh, people have to remember right. where you guys were USC back when you guys were at your pinnacle the Lakers had just traded away Shaq they weren't a playoff team the Dodgers were not a playoff team we had no pro football I mean you guys were the uh, the thing in town what are you thinking as you're watching these stories these these kids signing multi-million dollar deals it, it's it's wild and it just makes me think gosh I played in the wrong I played in the wrong <laughs> decade that's for sure but um yeah I mean listen it's I, I think it's been a long time coming um I I've been an advocate for players uh, monetizing their their name image and likeness um uh, for a long time obviously you know people all over the country and, and media, every industry have always been saying, well, well, kids, kids should be able to make money. Kids should be able to make money. And now that it's here, it, it, it definitely has become a little bit of the wild, wild west because it is so new. And obviously policies are different amongst every state school. Um, legislation is different. Um, rules are different. So, you know, we're, we're kind of finding right now as this just became legal essentially um a little bit of an arms race to try and sign all these players and and you know the, the schools that have a lot of money can do those things so um you know i, I would say this uh, you know some of these deals are, are crazy I'm, I'm looking at i'm like holy crap like these kids are making a fortune they, they don't even ever have to play football again and they'll be fine but um i, I do think there will be regulation i, I think I think the market will correct itself after a couple of years here. You know, I, I wouldn't get all up in arms um, like a lot of people are doing. Um, I think it'll take care of itself. But, yeah, it's wild, man. I mean, it, it really is wild. And, um, you know, it does concern me a little bit that now, um, you know, a lot of these kids who have no real financial education, you know, are getting thrown a lot of money at them. So. Uh, I think a lot a lot will change over the next couple of years and the, there'll be a lot more positive things coming out. But right now, it, it, I mean, it, it's crazy, man. Like it, it, every day you, you, hear, you hear a new story. Matt, um, how we became friends at USC is one of my favorite Trojans. The most sure-handed Trojan I ever met, Greg Carlson. I got to meet him back in the day at TAF <laughs> when he won a CIF uh, title. You are now teaming up with Greg and it was really cool to see you and Caleb Williams because Caleb is like yep. I think everyone's so excited about what he can do tell me about the Hall of Goats and what that th that is yeah so Hall of Goats is is an NFT platform where uh, these amateur athletes both college and high school can can you know monetize their 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 name image and likeness uh, it's a digital uh, they can create a digital brand and we want to be the platform that can help service that. You know, I think, uh, you know, it's a very interesting um, and very fast growing kind of industry. Um, and the best way that I could describe it is, is you know, Rosh, you and I and, and you know, older generation at our age, but even older guys, you know, you collect physical trading cards, right? Yeah. You collectibles and all those types of things. So an NFT essentially is the same thing, but it's a digital trading card or a digital asset. In, in our case for Hall of Goats, we are creating avatars for these players that can grow 
and kind of and, and build over time as these players hit milestones, et cetera, et cetera, throughout their career on and off the field. So we really want to be at one platform where these amateur athletes can come and they can they can engage they can engage in their community. They can help grow their community. They can build a digital brand that that you know the hope is that will last a lot longer than their playing careers in whatever sport it is. This isn't just football. This is this is men's sports, women's sports, you name it. Um, we want to be that platform for all of these student athletes to to build their digital brand and, and, and for them to be able to tell their story and engage in their community. Because a big part of the NFC community, whether it's sports or not, is is, is access yeah. and utility and all those things around it. That, that's how you see a lot of these NFC projects that that have that are successful they they have great communities behind them and i mean there's nothing better than sports fans and sports communities so um we're trying to tell that story um obviously with caleb who um has just been uh, you know just a great partner and, and, and been fun to you know get to know him and get to know his goals on and off the field you know what i mean like he's He's done a really good job, uh, you know, kind of navigating this NIL space, him and his team. And, um, you know, we, we felt like it was just a great opportunity um, to do that. And, and he really, you know, he wants to help student athletes. And, not, again, not just football. You know, we yeah. want to be um, a national platform for all student athletes and give them an opportunity to grow their brands and, and, and make money doing it. Matt, you are still involved with the program. I remember when Lincoln Riley uh, had his press conference, you were there. The program has changed night and day when you talk about that last game at the Coliseum of the season, half empty, and it was so depressing to see the Coliseum half empty. Now you got Lincoln (laughs) Riley and you got Caleb Williams because of the transfer portal. I mean, they are one of the top five, top ten teams. Right. Where, I mean, mean, listen, we hope that they can win the national championship. The, The championship game will be at SoFi. Talk about the state of the program. And again, you've met Lincoln. You've met Caleb. Your thoughts on this team. Yeah, well, first of all, I love LinkedIn. I love the staff. I, I, you know, we being a Fox, we had a chance to cover Oklahoma a bunch. So I've gotten to know Coach over the years, um, and, and the staff that he assembled is very, very good. And, and they're tough. They're intense. They recruit their butts off. Um, it's a really, really good staff, which makes you know me happy just as an alumni. But it should make USC fans, alumni, happy because they're doing it the right way. Uh, Lincoln is a well, He's an incredible coach. He gets it. He understands. Um, and, and so far, he's done a great job of really building this thing. Because I mean, look, he took over a team that you know there wasn't a lot of meat on that bone. Um, you know, th- there's been somewhat of a loose around this program now for years. So yeah. you know, he has and, and, and continues to have a lot of work to do. Um, but the program is headed in the right direction. And then you just. You talk about Caleb and you talk about, you know, obviously you, you last year you look at Mel Tucker, Michigan State, and even Chip at UCLA. A lot of these teams built a team and had success through the transfer portal because that's that's the, the era we're in in college football is these kids can, can move around. So um, when you inherit a team that has a lot of holes, you go and you try to build you try to build need and you try to build through the portal and get and get and, and get good football players who have a lot of experience and that's how you can kind of build and he's done that. And, you know, they'll continue to do that throughout the summer and, and, and help build this team. And 
look, they're going to be very competitive. Obviously, Caleb is a, is a really, really talented football player. Um, uh, you know, they, they have some, some transfers that have come in. They have some players that were on the team that are ready to kind of step up. So, um, you know, I think Arash, like the question, like, you know, are they, are they going to make a playoff? I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, expectations are high, but I'll tell you what, they're going to be far more competitive than in a long time. Um, you know, they're going to play a lot harder than they've played in a long time. And they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a real player in the Pac-12 this year. I, I firmly believe that. Matt, we've all heard about the Trojan family, but it, describe that. You know, when someone like Caleb takes over the uh, team and he's the quarterback, you know, like, he, is there a group chat, for lack of a better term, like you and Carson <laughs> and Mark Sanchez and things like that? You know what? I mean, we, we all are very close. And it's, it, the thing about USC, and, and again, you can you can kind of talk about some of the the blue bloods and some of the you know the tradition rich programs throughout college football, but especially with quarterbacks, I mean, you look at USC and you look at the history and the lineage, and you go back, you know, all the way back to, to Pat Hayden, Paul McDonald, Rodney Carson. You know, obviously, you know, I, I was able to play and follow Carson. And then after myself, you had Sanchez and and all of these Matt Barber, all of these guys. There's just been a lot of great players play that position but a lot of great players to play football at USC and I actually I spoke to the team last month during spring practice and I just said listen like like this is USC I don't care the record you're talking about some of the greatest football players to ever play the game you know wore that jersey and 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 want you to be successful and want you to go out there and carry on um so it, it is it is a family you know they do say once a Trojan always a you know, the, the alumni, um, the sports football alumni, it's a very close group. And we always want our players to, to success and to be the best that they can be. Because, listen, it's, you know, they're, they're, hey, you get to wear that uniform. And then, you, like I said, you think about the players that wore that uniform and you think about the history in the, in the, in the L.A., you know, in the Coliseum and, all of those things, man. So it, it is really special, and um, I'm just excited that USC, you know, th- there's a joy and excitement around the program that there hasn't been in a long time. And I think that's what I'm just most excited about is the fans deserve that, and, you know, they're, they're going to get that, and they're going to get that this fall. Yeah. Um, hi, Matt. Brandon Deutsch here, another USC alum. I wanted to ask you more about the football things, uh, the football side of things for this upcoming year like Arash mentioned this could be a top five top ten team depending on you know where Jordan Addison goes and stuff like that'd be a huge addition for the offense a lot of people have said that this could be similar to Oklahoma football situation like 50 points per game 60 points per game like some crazy like that there's been questions Mm -hmm. about how Corey Foreman will play next year in the defense and how that scheme will work the Pac-12, they should be able to at least not cruise because Utah is good and you know Oregon will be pretty good, but they should be able to win the Pac-12. But there's been questions about their their output outlook as a national champion because of their defense. We know Caleb's going to be good, and the transfer porters helped them a lot. Do you think that the defense will step up and this will be a 10, 11, you know, maybe even 12? Probably not 12. It never <laughs> happens. But you know what I mean. Uh, win team or is this gonna? Is this team gonna have to rely on offense, or do you think this defense will get better by August, September? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's I th- yeah, I think it's a very fair question. I mean, uh, you look at the offense clearly with Lincoln and Caleb and some of the players they have. I mean, you know, it has a chance to be a very good offense, and that's what Lincoln's known for. So, so 
you know, they're going to score 30, 40 points a game at the minimum, um, especially in the Pac-12. Um, but yeah, when you look at the defense, I mean, look, Corey Foreman and, and you know, I, I talked to people around the program. He, you know, I think the thing that was missing and what people need to understand is, you know, you can recruit, you can recruit five stars, four stars, three stars. It doesn't matter if you're not developing the players, then, then that's what you're going to see on the field. And that was the problem with previous dads. Like, I just don't think there was a development part of this thing. And you, you saw that it was the same stuff. Um, the same, you know, the same kind of product on the field every single week. And, you know, kids play hard and, and obviously they want to do well, but it's up to the coaches to put these kids in a position to be successful. It's up to the coaches to use Corey Foreman in a way where he's going to maximize his potential. And, you know, and when what that is, that's up to Alex Grinch and, and their staff to figure that out. Um, you know, I mentioned Alex Grinch. He's a really good football coach at D.C. And, and the thing I love about him is, man, is, is he's aggressive. He's got energy, um, and he's 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 a developer, and he understands how to talk to the players. And um, you know, look, I, look, is, it's gonna is it gonna happen overnight? Probably not, because I said you know they, they need they have, there's a lot of holes there, and there's a lot of holes on both sides of the field. You know, this is this is a team that they need to continue to build, and they they need to, to fill those gaps, and they need to add bodies, and they, they need to get more kids through the portal um, so that they, they can go out and have some depth. Um, this fall, like, like I don't think people should expect we go out there in this defense being one of the best teams in the country. But I'll tell you what, they're going to play hard. They're going to get turnovers, and we're going to see some of the players that have been on this um, this team really start to develop. I really believe that. But, but yeah, I mean, mentioned the Pac-12. I mean, look, it, Utah's a really good team. I think UCLA is going to be very good this year. There's good football teams in this conference, but um, I think USC has as good a shot as anybody in this conference to to win their division and play for a Pac-12 championship. I really believe that. If they can stay healthy, which is which is true for every team, but given the numbers and the bodies that they have, if they can stay relatively healthy, they'll have a good opportunity. Matt, thank you again for joining us. Armand here. When we think about your playing time with, with Reggie, the Coliseum was so electric. What is your expectation for the Coliseum going into this season? Do you expect it to be electric going into it right away do you think that the team is going to have to earn that right from the fan base what do you think the coliseum is going to be like this season yeah i think i think it's going to be i think it's going to be packed i mean obviously you know with with people always laugh you know with with you know la fans and all the sports teams like arash had mentioned earlier like you know winning kind of cures everything. It was the same thing with Pete when I was there our first year, we were, you know, we were six and six, we get 30,000 people. And by the way, that was when the Coliseum sat 92,000, you know, obviously there's, I think it's in the seventies now. So they, um, obviously decreased the seat capacity, but, um, I, I'll just say this, like, I just know that I've talked to people that the buzz and the excitement is, is real. Um, and I, I can't imagine the Coliseum not being packed and not being loud that first home game. Um, I, I really, really believe that. And if they if they can win and they can start kind of kind of you know getting this this fan base engaged and excited, um, that's what makes the Coliseum so special. And that's what makes playing at USC special is they've just been waiting. Uh, you know, the, the, these fans have been waiting for a long time. To, to, to go to games and see what USC football should be. And, and, and again, I, I do think it's, it's not going to happen overnight, but there's no doubt that the Coliseum is going to be rocking 
people are excited. Um, you know, and it, it's going to be fun to see. Because, look, at the end of the day, when USC football is good, college football is better for it as well. You know, and uh, when Miami is good, college football is better for it as well. So uh, it, it'll be a fun season for, for USC. Uh, Matt, I have some good news for you. So you missed out on the big the endorsement deals when you were in college, but let me just give you this report from the New York Post. Tom Brady's deal with Fox Sports, your new teammate. <laughs> Ten years, $375 million, <laughs> making more with Fox Sports than he made during his career. Matt, uh, you know Tom. Well, what do you think he's going to be like? And I, I think it's fascinating. Like, he knows the money t- Tony Romo's making and Troy Aikman's making, and now right. he's like, okay... Like, listen, just watching Tom with his social media, like, I think he's going to be fantastic in the booth. Your thoughts on your brand new teammate, Tom Brady? Well, first of all, I know. I mean, gosh, I mean, I think I just <laughs> tweeted like the, the, go, the goat is just doing goat things, getting a $400 million contract. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, Tom, I, I had, you know, I've known, uh, used to train with Tom yeah. a little bit back in the day. And, and obviously, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, always been a massive fan clearly and just and just admired him and who he is and his work ethic and and i and you know he's he's the best you know and um but but getting to know him on a personal level back then it was just awesome you know and um i'm I'm happy that he's a part of the team and um i think he'll be fantastic he's 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 just he is who he is i think you know obviously there's always a transition from you know people always say well how are they going to be in the booth and this and that and um, you know, it, it'll be new for him because it, it's a definitely a different, um, it, it's a different skill set, I, I guess is, is the right word. But, um, I mean, Tom is Tom and he's, he's seen more and done more in football than anybody that's ever played the game. And, uh, I'm sure the, the stories and the inside and, and just that will be, you know, people will, will be glued to the television. So obviously, you know, Fox's family here and, and I'm so happy that he's a part of our family and, uh, and also, you know, you know, got to plug our big noon kickoff. That's show. right. I mean, you know, we get, we got, we got Michigan games. So it'd be nice to get him on. <laughs> That's right. Us, you know, so get him, get him to come out to, to Michigan, Ohio state, you know, and, and go, go pump up the Wolverines. But man, no, we're fired up to have, when he's ready to retire yeah. and who knows when that's going to be. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to, to get to work with them and, and team around. That's for sure. You're with our last our last ninety seconds with you, uh, Matt. You you will you will have to go through the college recruiting process one more time with Cole. And Cole is already like as tall as you. Uh, it is so cool to see him now go through this whole thing. What is it now to experience that with Cole? wild man it's really wild he got you know he got his first couple offers last week or a couple weeks ago in football and you know he'll be a freshman at modern day this fall and uh it's it's been really it's different you know it's very different but um i i'm just proud of the way he works he's got a great head on his shoulders he loves football loves basketball um you know just really all he cares about is just working out and, and trying to get better and um, so it's, it's, it, it's nice. It's nice to kind of just sit back and watch and, and help him and kind of help navigate through all of the, you know, all of the stuff that's going to come his way over the yeah. next couple of years with NIL and just playing at modern day and the expectations there and all of that stuff. But, uh, he, he, he's ready and, you know, we're just, uh, we're excited to kind of just watch his journey, man. It's really, it's really fun. But again, it does make me feel old. Like, <laughs> holy crap, man. My kid, my kid is, uh, my kid's in high school almost and, and, already you know getting this type of exposure it's pretty funny 
Awesome. Matt, thank you so much. You're the best. Uh, let's do this again soon. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.